Beginning July 1st, there's a new opportunity to sponsor Sitter Snippets daily to inspire thousands with understanding of the Sitter. To consider sponsoring and find out more, please email lee, L-E-E, at brsonline.org. This Sitter Snippet is sponsored by Rene Jack Nussbaum, Le'ila Nishmas, Adol Bas, Yehuda Tzvi. We are continuing with Az Yashir, and we're up to the Pasuk, Uvruach HaPecha Ne'er Mumayim. At the blast, Hashem, at the flaring of your nostrils, the water piled up, Nitzvu K'moneid Lim. The flood stood straight like a wall, the water stood straight up. The depths of the sea congealed in the lave, in the heart of the sea itself. Why is it described as apecha, Hashem's nostrils? The answer is, this is an anthropomorphism. When a person gets angry, their nostrils flare. And similarly, the, we describe Hashem so that we can relate. That as if he was angry at the Egyptians. He was taking out his vengeance. We described previously that this was Hashem's revenge. Ah, the Egyptians were fighting the Jewish people. But either because Hashem has our back or because people often target us as their way of rebelliousness to Him. And so Hashem Hashem uh, got angry and He flared His nostrils. And the result of the flaring of His nostrils was that the water piled up. How did it pile up? If you read the Torah, if you read these psukim, it sounds like they piled straight up. But the truth is they didn't go straight up. We know, in fact, that it wasn't two walls with one lane in between. It was, in fact, 12 separate walls that were created. Each of the shvatim, each of the individual tribes, had their own lane walking through the Yamsuf. The Pasuk says, Lagoza Yamsuf, Lagzarim, Kili Olam Chasto. And the Halal Hagadol, the beautiful parakin Tehillim, that praises Hashem, Kili Olam Chasto, that His Chesed endures forever. We describe Lagoza Yamsuf, Lagzarim. And Rashi there on that parak of Tehillim comments, he indicates this is talking about that Hashem cut 12 paths through the sea, one for every tribe. Rashi gets this from a few small, obscure midrashim that tells us that it wasn't one way that we walked through, but we were preserving this sense of diversity and unity at the same time. On the one hand, we were one people. We endured this episode together. We came out on the other side, and yet we preserved our diversity, not divisiveness, but diversity, and we experience unity, albeit not uniformity. So when Hashem flared his nostrils to take out this revenge on the Egyptians and the water stood straight up, it created not one path, but we were able to get to the other side together, united, but while maintaining and preserving our diversity through the 12 separate lanes or paths through the sea that were created by 12 separate walls. Unklus translates the words ne'er mumayim, the water piled up, as chakimumaya, the chachma of the water. The water had an intelligence to it. And the Malbim explains that what it means is there was a miracle that took place. The water as if induced the Egyptians to follow them in. Really, they should have seen their own demise. They should have known there was no way to do it. And yet, the Egyptians foolishly came in because the water had a chachma to it in the way that it was organized, in the way that it first split, and then it came back together, not all at once, but even as the Egyptians entered on dry land, it was closing on them while the dry land remained for the Jews. There was a miracle that took place, and that was part of the Hakim Amaya, the wisdom of the water. The next Pasuk, Amar Oyev, the enemy he said, Erdof Azik Achalik Shalal. I'm going to run after them and I'll overtake them. 
and achalik shalal, then I can divide the spoils. Tim nafshi, my desire will be fulfilled. Arik charbi, I'm going to take out my sword. Torishemu yadi, my hand will subdue them. Many point out this is really out of order. You take out your sword, you subdue, you triumph, you overtake, and only then do you divide the spoils. Why here is it describing the dividing of the spoils first? And perhaps it's telling us the motivations of the Egyptians. The Egyptians wanted to kill the Jews because they were anti-Semitic. They sought our extermination. But all the more so, achalek shalal, they wanted to take our gold and our silver. Money has great power. So many wars, so many battles, so much conflict is over power, is over money, over resources. Money can be used to build, to construct, to expand, to uplift, to advance, and money can be used to cut down, to destroy. Money can be used to create conflict. This desire for wealth, achalik shalal, they wanted to divide the spoils, is in fact what motivated them. And therefore, even though normally it comes at the end of triumph over one's enemy, here the Pasuk describes it as coming before. When did this happen? What the Pasuk is describing, when did it happen? Here we have a debate. Rashi says it's reverting back to Paro's initial plan. When he first tells them, let's pursue this is how he got his exhausted soldiers to set aside their fear, to overcome their hesitation, and to join him. Come on, we gotta go. We're gonna overtake them. We'll take out our sword and we'll divide up their spoils, their booty. We'll take all of their material possessions and goods. Rashi says this wasn't really now. It's a throwback to the beginning of this plan, and yet it is included now. The Ramban disagrees. The Ramban says it's following the chronological order. They were already at the sea, and yet when it was determined that were they going to jump in or not, they suspended their good judgment and they jumped in all because of this false promise and this motivation. When power ran after us at Yamsuf, he said, Achalik Shalal. I saw an interesting interpretation. Shalal can stand for shame, lashon, and levush. Paro said that a Jew can't keep his name and keep his language and keep his clothing. Achalik Shalal. I'm going to divide it up. Maybe this Jew will continue the language and this Jew will look like a Jew and this Jew will dress like a Jew, but no Jew can do all three. Achalik Shalal. Timla'inu Nafshi said, Paro, I will get my desire. If I can divide them up and they'll lose their identity, they'll follow us back. They'll assimilate. They'll come back to Mitzrayim. But of course he failed. He was not Achalik Shalal. He was not able to divide. We preserved our Shalal, our shame, our Lashon and Levush. And in that way, we persevered. Not only in that moment, not only did we get out of Egypt, but we got Egypt out of us.